Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome. It is Devious Motives. My name, Brett Woodard. What do I do? I keep you informed as to what's going on here between now and Election Day, one week from today. One week from today. And a topic we haven't really hit in a big, big way is crime. Crime is is incredibly significant to many people in this country. And yet, um, other than being reported on in the news, when do you ever hear people talking about crime on television? Oh, there was a terrible drive-by shooting. Oh, somebody got abducted. Oh, a carjacking. Oh, somebody was uh, stabbed overnight. You get that as sort of like the and and okay, and here's the rote report that we get. But crime itself is insane. I think back to 2020 and the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd, and everything changed in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. Number one, you saw unprecedented lawlessness break out in the streets of our country because you had the COVID lockdowns, you had the jails and the courthouses being shut because you couldn't dare put somebody on trial because it was COVID time. And if you put anybody into custody in the jails, it was a death sentence, even for, you know, something minor like assault and battery, right? Oh, you can't put them in jail. Oh, that's, that's a death sentence. That shouldn't carry a death sentence. We'll give them a desk appearance ticket and hope that he shows up in two years or four years or whenever this is all going to end. So why do I bring up the George Floyd component? Well, this is why. Who led the moral outrage, and rightly so, this was a man who was killed and was murdered, and uh, I thought that it was a, a, a tremendously awful moment in American history that over eight minutes, this man would lose his life and um, you would have uh, essentially, you know, just just not a care in the world from that cop uh, that did it. But that started a movement, right? We all know what happened next. You saw protests. Some were just marches. Some were like straight up riots. And what was fueling those straight up riots? Well, in many cases, it was very fabulously wealthy tech titans and corporations who were donating money to the Black Lives Matter group. Well, we could debate all day long about Black Lives Matter and, and whether or not, um, you know, people should buy five houses uh, with that money or do things like that. But understand this. Corporations all came out in the wake of the murder of George Floyd and took a position. We uh, oppose this. We're going to write checks. We're going to change policies. We're going to change advertising. We're going to change our uh, core values and core components and all of that sort of stuff. What's happened with the explosion of crime in places like Chicago and Los Angeles, New York City, New York State, and cities around this country? St. Louis comes to mind. What, what has happened in the wake of all that violence? Have you seen a single corporation other than the only one I can think of is Citadel that pulled out of 
Chicago to go to Miami because the CEO of Citadel was like, this is terrible. One of my senior vice presidents was assaulted and robbed. We're moving our company out of Chicago, out of Illinois. You haven't seen companies do that, have you? You haven't seen the big broadcast networks are all still based in New York City, which is a disgusting pit. Uh, I love New York City. It's probably my favorite city in the entire country. I'd live there in a minute, but I do everything I can to avoid going to New York City for any period of time because it's just far too dangerous. I, I'm, I'm not riding a subway. I'm not standing on a corner waiting for a cab. I'm not doing any of that. The, the city is disgusting. It's, it's soaked in pot smoke, urine, and desperation by the poor people who have to live in that city. But you don't see broadcast networks pulling out. Why doesn't Fox News Channel, uh, as, as a heartland kind of company, why don't they go to Nashville? Why don't they come to Charlotte? Why don't they go to uh, uh, someplace in Texas? Because, you know, we got a concert coming up here tonight. It's going to be great. I mean, why? you ever wonder about that? No, Fox is there in New York City. CNN's in New York City. Fox Business is in New York City. Uh, MSNBC's in New York City. They all stay in New York City, as disgusting and awful as it is. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot inside the tent here for a quick second, rhetorically speaking, of course. Those, those anchors on those cable channels and on the TV networks, they, they take chauffeured cars to and from their homes out in the suburbs into the city. They go into the city. They do their, their programs. They go home at night or they take a car service, a, a, a driver back to their Tony apartment on the 55th floor of some, some, some building on Central Park West. Um, it's, it's the poor schlubs. It's the producers, it's the technical support. Those are the people that, that have to go ride the subways, the writers, the, 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 the PAs, production assistants. They have to go ride those subways or they have to walk those mean streets of New York City. And, and yet you see these cable channels are all like, oh, we're on the forefront of pointing out injustice and we're going to fix the world and make it the way it should be. But they don't, they don't pull out of New York City. Not even to go to Miami. I mean, my gosh, especially Fox News. I mean, you look at Fox News, they, they, they worship, they worship Florida. They all want to be in Florida. Why not just go? Why not break the racket that is New York City and go to America? I think South Florida is America. I have no problem with living in South Florida. I'd go to South Florida. No problemo. And they stay in Los Angeles and they, they stay in D.C., three of the most dangerous cities in the country, but they remain there because, well, that's where we've always been. It's interesting to me because none of these corporations are lending their voices in the fight against violence in America's cities. And in many cases, and in almost all cases, these cities that are experiencing unprecedented amounts of violence are, are majority people of color or a large number of people of color. And, and yet the corporations, General Motors, oh, they quit, they quit Twitter because Elon Musk is scary. But they're not, they're not quitting the big cities. Why? Why is that? Why don't they lend their voices to this? And, and here's why I bring all of this up, because there was a ton of money that poured in from the corporate world to deal with what happened with George Floyd. But they... They don't do anything. They don't take any action. They don't lead a, a transformational event. Uh, Wall Street couldn't care less about people living up in 
in, in Harlem or East Harlem or the Bronx or Brooklyn, Queens, parts of Queens and uh, Staten Island. Uh, they, they couldn't care less about people living across the river in the Hudson River uh, there in, in, in Jersey and some of those dangerous cities. They just don't seem to care about it. Why, why is that? Why is that? I have a theory about this, and it ties back to Joe Biden and this election. Joe Biden is, he's finished. He's, he's done. He has got so much chaos around him that I don't think he would even recognize an average day. There is a poll that came out from Gallup that looks at the enthusiasm and the enthusiasm gap in this country when it comes to voting. And they're saying there just isn't much enthusiasm for voting out there. Gallup is stupid because there is a ton of enthusiasm for voting. Now, you've diluted it because you've spread voting from one day into six, eight weeks. People just going and voting and doing whatever you want to do. I have no problem. You want to go to a polling place. You want to cast a ballot two, three weeks out, five weeks out. Fine. That's your prerogative. You live where you live. You get to live with those rules. The mail-in stuff I don't support because I think that that is just, you may as well just put put a put a, a Sharpie note on the back of your ballot when you mail it in saying, please steal my vote because that's, that's what's going to happen. And and so Joe Biden is in a is in a can't win situation. And Gallup says there's no enthusiasm. There's very little. Enth- how, how how is that possible? Eighty one million people put Joe Biden into the presidency of the United States. I mean, nobody's got enthusiasm for the things that he's done. The Green New Deal, the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, appointing a Supreme Court justice, a female African-American Supreme Court justice. He, he They're not fired up for that. He's totally down for abortion up to and including months after birth. I'm kidding. I'm being sarcastic. Why is there no enthusiasm for voting? Well, there's no enthusiasm for the people that they want to vote. Those other people, Donald Trump supporters, MAGA, ultra MAGA, they, they, they have enthusiasm, but that, that enthusiasm doesn't count because they're insurrectionists and racist and MAGA people. The, the people that live in communities that are beset by violence, they, they're enthusiastic. They desperately want change. And it's just so interesting to me that the corporations in this country, the largest corporations, plus the media corporations, plus Wall Street, plus Hollyweird, plus big tech, they just seem to be comfortable with a certain group of people being stuck in really bad neighborhoods with failing schools and routine violence on a Saturday night. Why why do you think that is? You know why it is. You know exactly why it is. You want to talk about institutional racism, You see it every day in the media. They may as well just sit there and say, you know, of course, overnight there was a shooting and I'm going to make up, I'm going to make up a location. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even going to use a real place because I don't want to make fun of this, but I want to point out how they kind of do it. So like, let's say there's a, there's a place in a city. Let's say there's a place in a city called, um, uh, we'll just call it, I want to call it something that's not going to upset anybody. I want to be honest. I want to be truthful. So, so let's just call it uh, 92nd Boulevard. Right? 92nd Boulevard. And so what they'll do is they'll say, and last night, uh, another drive-by shooting in 92nd Boulevard. Four people were shot. Uh, two are in critical condition. We'll be right back after this. 
They won't put a reporter out there. They won't go talk about it. They, they really essentially are saying something like this. And I know this is, this is not necessarily all video. You may be listening to this. So I'm going to do like the, uh, I'm going to do like the scowling eye roll. And of course, last night, a terrible shooting in 92nd Boulevard. And, uh, now three people were shot and uh, two of them are in critical condition. We'll be back right after this. It becomes rote. You see, I believe that every man, woman, and child in the United States of America has the right to live in a safe place. And I believe it's law enforcement that has to do that job. I don't want to see vigilantes take over the streets. I don't want to see cartels take over the streets. I don't want to see any of that. But there is no excuse in the United States of America in 2022 that somebody should get shot in their living room while they're watching television. Or a kid should get murdered at a McDonald's because dad was getting chicken McNuggets or, or, or a Happy Meal for the child. And some criminal, reprobate, enemy of society who deserves, let's be honest, the juice in the caboose, um, killed a little baby girl, which has happened a lot of times in Chicago. See, I believe you have a right to safe streets. I believe you have a right to be able to take mass transportation. I believe you have a right to earn money and provide for your family without having to go hat in hand to Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. where he could talk about his dad with all I need is a little bit more breathing room. And then we're going to be, you have a right to breathe. I can't breathe. You should be allowed to breathe. You shouldn't lose your life because of gunfire. And I'm not blaming the gun companies. I'm blaming the politicians, the elites on cable television. Pick your channel. They love talking about the violence as long as they can point the direction this way or that way. And that's a fact. I'm not going to lie to you. I got no reason to lie to you. I've been in newsrooms. I've been in large broadcast facilities. I see how people talk about the news of the day. I've been on uh, at CBS and I've sat there uh, in 1991 at CBS News in the Northeast Bureau. It was uh, led by a guy named Bill Felling. You don't believe me? Go look up all those names. I was in that bureau and we would get the stacks of newspapers in the mornings for the daily meeting. And, and you know how the conversation would go? It would go just like this. Oh, man, you see this thing? Freaking three people stabbed in Canarsie? Well, what do you expect? I mean, it's Canarsie. It's part of Brooklyn. Uh, it's, it's Canarsie, man. I mean, what do you, what do you expect? I know. Uh, what, what looks good here? Oh, yeah. Hey, did you see this? Uh, Woody Allen supposedly was with some other young woman. And hey, that's a pretty good story. We should do that story. Why don't you want to talk about the three people killed over in, in Canarsie? Why? Because... People get murdered over there all the time. I mean, man bites dog, dog bites man. Which story do you want to hear? So, so President Biden is out there attempting to save the administration that he has built. And he understands what's coming. And this is a guy who is failing spectacularly. Who is helping him campaign? Barack Obama's out running around. A couple other people are out running around. He's gone down to Florida to campaign for Val Demings and uh, raise money for Charlie Crist, who's getting destroyed. Who the hell is still sending money to Charlie Crist 
this late in the race, a week out, he's down 15 points. Who's sending him money? Why would you do that? You're better off buying tires for your car. So Joe Biden's not getting any help. I'm going to tell you something right now, and it ties back to the crime issue. We have a very strong, unbelievable apparatus for law enforcement in this country at the federal level. FBI, Secret Service, U.S. Marshals, you have got an amazing amount of firepower, little f firepower, uh, there in, in Washington, D.C. And in 2016, according to the brand new book by Ted Cruz, you can go buy it and read it. Uh, we, we know that on January the 5th of, uh, of, of 2016, we, we know, I'm sorry, January the 5th, 2017, I want to be accurate, 2017. Um, we know that everybody got together in the Oval Office and figured out how to try to overthrow Donald Trump's presidency. And we know that's the case. Comey was there. Obama was there. Biden was there. They were all there. And they wanted to see how they could really stick it to Trump and shut him down and keep him hemmed in and pay him back for all the damage he did by getting elected from you people who voted for him. Is it beyond the realm of the possible? That they didn't get the band back together and say, listen, we see what's coming. We see what's coming. Nancy Pelosi's done. Kevin McCarthy's going to be the speaker. The people that were insurrecting back in, in, in 2020 and 2021 are, are still really mad. Let them, let them win the House and the Senate. Let them win it. Let them take control. Joe Biden can veto everything. But we've got to use this wipeout as an excuse to get Joe Biden the heck out of Dodge. We, we, we need to kind of tag team him and make sure he doesn't want to run for a second term. And then we can put somebody in there that we can control. I'm sorry, somebody who's a little younger and has a little bit more on the ball. Like, say, Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, Pete Boot Edge Edge. Here's what I'm saying. Do you get the same feeling watching Barack Obama? That he's really got skin in this game like he did in 2020? I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way about any of the surrogates. To me, it feels like, and it's not a conspiracy theory, it's just what I'm feeling. To me, it feels like this is Operation No Mojo. That's what this feels like. That they're going to take him through this experience of getting demolished next Tuesday. They're going to whisper in his ear, Joe, you did a lot of great stuff, historic stuff, most votes ever, da-da-da-da-da. You really want to go through this again in 2024? I think it's time you, you kind of shut it down and go back out to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. They're not going to get him to resign, but they're going to get him to decide not to run again. Mark my words. But here's my warning for the Republicans, if you are able to take the House and the Senate, do not ignore crime. Do not go hyper-focused on Hunter and this and that, because that's what the left wants you to do. You have got to deliver for the people who may not have even voted for you in cities and towns beset by violence of an unimaginable level. That's 
my take. See if I'm right. I could very easily be wrong, and this is on video. But remember, this is about real lives in real places where public officials have decided to cater to criminals and protect them from the justice system rather than using the justice system to protect the taxpayers that live in some pretty hard spaces, keeping them safe and keeping them alive. And I'm a conservative. Hmm. I am Brett Witterbull. This is Devious Motive. Hey, it's Brett Witterbull, and I've got a great opportunity for you. If you're a fan of the show, if you listen or watch my videos, I want to invite you personally to join me and my beautiful wife, Sherry, as we take an excursion over to Italy. It's going to happen in June of 2023, so that's this coming June, and we're going to get together with amazing people. We're going to see incredible sights. We're going to land in Rome. We're going to take a, a land tour all among the sites of the things that you're going to want to see, including but not limited to uh, Assisi and Venice and Milan. We're going to eat. We're going to laugh. We're going to love. We're going to the Vatican. It's going to be absolutely incredible, but it won't be complete without you. I want to invite you and your loved ones to join us as well. You can get more information at cruise-tour.com. That's cruise-tour.com. Or give them a call at 800-383-3131. That's 800-383-3131. Arrivederci. I'll see you in Italy.